Hi folks, I'm Mark Fallows and this is the Impossible Network Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe on iTunes or your favourite podcast player. And please leave a rating and a review because it helps more people find us. If you want to find out more of what we get up to, or suggest who we interview next, follow us on Instagram at The Impossible Network, or visit theimpossiblenetwork.com. Okay, let's get started. Follow your dream. Don't let people talk you out of it. Don't allow yourself to be exploited. Stand on principle and make sure that you're kind to others because what you do changes the world and you have to figure out what it is you want to do to change. In part two, we delve into how Roberto is continuing to evolve his career through new multimedia expressions of his art and photography, as well as his pursuit of new entrepreneurial ventures that are centered around the development of hemp-based products and in particular, a new supercar. You mentioned earlier how you're beginning to reframe and utilize new technologies, digital technologies, to bring to life new interpretations of the work you've done before to a new generation. Well, uh, again, I go back to what I have in my archives that are I consider to be classic images at this point. I consider what Andy Warhol was doing as well. He has a big influence in, 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 towards me, uh, with me, just as Liechtenstein does, uh, James Rosenquist, and some of the other pop artists of the era. And so I bring a, a, a very strong, it just happens naturally. I don't think it through, it just, just what emerges for me. The image tells me that. I look at the image and I know what to do with it because it's obvious to me, it may not be obvious to others. And so I start with that premise of what am I gonna do with this picture to make it more fun and exciting because there's a huge element of fun in my work. I want it to be that, bring smile to people, it's arresting, it changes the, the, the way they see the image. And so I've been working a lot with some of those stronger images that people now consider iconic, of iconic people, in a way. That word is kind of overused, but that's kind of the best way to describe like it. Like Marley and like Hendrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marley, Hendrix, uh, Mandela, I mean, you name it. Part of what has happened as well for me, fortunately, has been I, I met a wonderful collaborator, uh, Claudia, Claudia Burke. And she is really looks at my images and she took it to a whole other level and made it better. She's made me a better photographer uh, by embellishing the images with um, mixed media. We throw diamond dust on the images. We throw fur. We throw glitter. I mean, she just takes it and it's like, wow, you know, and it's very pop. It's very in your face, very fun. Now they're bigger. We have bigger printers. We have digital technology to work with, like um, very powerful software like Photoshop. And you can work in, in different materials and printing on things like Yeah, we print on a lot of non-traditional materials like snowboards. skateboards, snowboards, surfboards, our fabric. I print on carpets. I'm wrapping uh, cars. I'm doing uh, things that nobody's ever thought about doing before. And it still speaks eloquently. And it's, it gets the point across that it can be more. A, a snowboard doesn't have to be a, a snowboard anymore. It's kind of like using the uh, Duchamp model of things. You know, it's like... The pipe is not really a pipe. It's something else if you want to look at it another way. Okay, The urinal is not a urinal. It's something else if you want to look at it another way. So we, we are challenging people visually and at the same time giving them some measure of joy and enjoyment of uh, seeing what can be done with something that's classic. And also making people reevaluate intellectual property. Correct, correct, and yeah. challenges we, the boundaries of what that means. Yeah, we look at, I look at appropriations. I look at Richard Prince. I look at what Andy did with uh, publicity images, and he got sued by Campbell's Soup. Now that Campbell's Soup is millions of dollars for that. And they sued him. They went after him. 
he didn't besmirch the image. He just took it to another level yeah. that nobody ever thought about doing. He created new art. So I look at appropriation and I, com I consider some of it. I work with some of it. I throw my images in there. <clears throat> I'm now working with um, with Claudia on, on different ways of taking our images to the public, making democratizing it, as it were. So we're coming out with new line of um, speakers, for instance, that employ. Yeah, I, I saw that link that you yeah, shared, which is incredible. Yeah, so we're using, um, I'm working with a wonderful company out of Ann Arbor, and in particular a guy named Noah, who um, runs the company. And Noah is an, an artist like us, and he makes amazing speakers, sound systems, employing Sonos technology. So we're applying my images to his speakers as fine art, they're not. It's it's a speaker that play, it's a it's a photograph that plays music, as it were, yeah. essentially. But he's an amazing person. His name is No Kaplan. We're taking it to as many levels of uh, utilization. So my business model has evolved over time, that I can offer you that same image in ten different ways. So you can actually uh, look at my image on a wall in a frame, or you can see it on a skateboard. You can see the same image on a T-shirt. Uh, something you can wear. You can ride it on, this, on a, as a surfboard. You can have it, uh, you can sit on it on the couch. You can actually eat it because now we're printing on chocolates. <laughs> so you can eat my image. You can have a, a bite of uh, Janis Joplin. I don't know, whatever. So at the end of the day... Maybe it's, have to start thinking about sort of legalization of some of these microdosing sort of ingredients to do a range uh, of Yeah, well, we, we, we kind of, it's funny that how it be. comes full circle. I mean, back in the day when we had uh, sheets of, um, of acid used to come on uh, these blotters, we also created art to go with it. Yeah. So it wasn't just a blank piece uh, of paper. You know, we right. went from sugar cubes to pieces of paper with bl blotter acid. And the blotter acid had art on it. So we're doing that basically now. Brilliant. <laughs> and it's microdosing on it. Yeah, 10 years from now, you can see exactly sort of a whole range of buying going into Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll be able to buy, stocking. well, at least you'll be able to buy our images on a chocolate bar. So I want to show you something real quick. We'll have to take images and put this in the show notes. What's that? This is a sheet of blotter acid. No, really? Yes, this is it. This is what? There's 500 doses of acid on this sheet. From when? This is back a bunch of years ago. And it's signed by the artist, and that's Jerry Garcia's handprint on it. You're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. Yet. Wow. See, each one of these is a... Oh, my goodness. I've dose. heard about these, but never yeah. seen one. This is it. This is what it looked like. <sighs> 250 micrograms wow. per um, segment. <laughs> it's the real thing. <laughs> is the door locked? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that Jerry's is ex that, but that's exceptional. Jerry Garcia's. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of uh, what we do. We wow. create new so, ways of using an image. We've got about 20 minutes left. I want to get to our quick fire questions, but I do want you to talk about what you're doing with hemp. Ah, hemp. That's really, <laughs> uh, that's really exciting. Well, I have a few things going on in my life, and I consider myself a visionary artist, not in the sense of visually creating, you know, visionary images like uh, my old friend um, created the Aleph Sanctuary. His name is Matty Clarwin. There was a room he created up in the Opie side, uh, west side, or an apartment that you walked in and it was completely covered in, in amazing images. However, um, some of the things I'm working on right now is inspired by um, Philip Johnson's Glass House in New Canaan. Yeah, great place. I came up with a concept. It's a, a house in a box. So imagine a big, giant container, the kinds that you see on the highways, filled with a 2,500-square-foot home packed in there, flat pack. Mm -hmm. 
and you can put that home anywhere on the planet, on any, 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 any terrain, any surface, and you can build that house in two and a half weeks by bolting it together. I'm working on that. It's called a Reban Crystal House. We're going to need quite a few of these over the next 10 to 15 yes, years. Yes, yeah. yes, and that's a whole other thing we're doing. So uh, it's, it's bolted together, and you can actually build it in two and a half weeks. And it's off the grid. Mm -hmm. You can also put solar panels on it now. Yeah. You could be off the grid. That's one thing I'm working on. The other thing I'm working on is um, quite exciting to me. It's uh, hemp. I'm picking up where Henry Ford left off 80 years ago because he was the one who created the first hemp car. So I'm building an automobile. I love cars. So I'm building an automobile that is going to be a super sexy hyper car, but it's going to be electric. The body itself is going to be hemp. Uh, we're working. We have it. We've done proof of concept. We did it down in Florida. So we're creating a, a, an electric hemp car. It's going to be super sexy. If you can imagine what, if Lamborghini and Ferrari had a baby, what would it look like? It's going to be the Rebound 420 hemp car. Okay? Do you think, because uh, we, when we first met, you showed me a video of um, a certain Henry Rollins with a yeah. sledgehammer. Correct. Would you be able to share that video for us? Uh, yeah, that, I can show you the video. Yeah, yeah we yeah. can maybe put it in the show notes because that, yeah. that really made me go, yeah. wow. And yeah, I've yeah. told quite a few people about that yeah. since. So I'm, It's I'm, incredible the, the lack of knowledge about the tensile strength of that material. Well, it's not just knowledge, it's imagination. For me, one of the most important things that Einstein said was um, imagination is more important than knowledge. Yeah. Okay? And that's what I do. I imagine. And I try to create it. And I try to go there and make it happen. Mm -hmm. I'm realistic. It's not mental masturbation or coming up with all kinds of really cool ideas. No, it's actually making it happen. Okay? And in the context of our green consciousness, the things that we worked on in the 60s and the 70s with um, Stuart Brand when he came out with the, real, yeah, the first yeah. Whole Earth catalog. We're back to that place now, okay? The consciousness. We were, I was always aware of it back then, but now it seems like it's, it's kind of in the, it's in the uh, atmosphere. So everyone's picking up on it. So we are going to come out with the sexiest, coolest, badass electric hypercar that's going to be happening. But it's not so much about the car. It's the substrates that makes this car happen. And it's... And we're going to be able to employ that same substrate to replace carbon fiber, fiberglass, and other... And all the materials we materials. don't need on the planet. We don't need, and they're, they, they're causing a whole lot of damage to produce this one uh, substrate. And so it's a sustainable material that we're going to create. And okay? the impact it's potentially going to have on agriculture and Absolutely. Jobs. It's going to create a whole new level of economic revival in certain depressed areas. We're going to create... Part of it, we're going to create uh, opportunity zones, okay? employ under underemployed people towns that were kind of dying industries that were kind of dying in the farming and we're going to go there okay it was available 80 years ago 100 years ago in this country and it got criminalized and canada's doing it india's doing it australia has it and why the hell are we not doing it i think it? scotland needs to do it as well scotland as yeah, well definitely. okay so um, we're looking into that I'm, I'm i'm trying to raise the funds now to get this going and I'm, so i'm looking for investors to make mm -hmm. it happen i don't need much but we need some yeah and we're going to do this, and it's going to transform the economy of the United States and the world, essentially, okay? Because it's not, it's not, it's about taking hemp, something so simple, and using it in the proper way. We can use hemp for building cars, boats, airplanes. We, why, why can we have an electric airplane, an electric yeah. jet? And at the same time, you can use the, the stocks of hemp combined with certain bond, binding agents that we can put together and create cinder blocks and build buildings and houses from it. Super lightweight, super strong, and employing lots of people, creating a whole new tax base. 
all the answers are there. We just uh, need to get over our legacy to old last century industries. Yeah, they're ve they're vest they have vested interest in things that are played out, basically. Yeah. And uh, somebody like Steve Jobs broke that mold. And I'm doing the same thing. That's where I'm going with this. Okay. I am, I'm very serious about it because it's transformational. It's about time and it's, and it's resourceful. I mean, we have a situation. Look, look at this. Here's the practical side of it. If you look at the, this so-called invasion of, of uh, brown people from the South, we're coming in through our borders and they want to make a better life. Climate change has affected those folks down there who can't grow the crops that they traditionally grew because they, they, the soil is depleted, they don't get enough rain, they have wildfires, all kinds of issues. Then that ended up, ends up impacting the social context in which they live. Mm -hmm. the violence happens, rapes and all kinds of crazy things are going on because these people can't exist the way they always did. So imagine if they were growing hemp, for instance. Just use this as yeah. one little tiny piece of the pie. They were growing hemp, and with that hemp, they were able to produce substrates that replace plastics. They would have a life. They would have a lifestyle. They would have an economic, an economic boom. They wouldn't have to come up north. Mm -hmm. They like where they live, but they have to come north because this is where they're going to, they feel that they're going to have a better opportunity to get away from violence. They can raise their families. They can have a future. But if they can have that future where they live, where they are from, things will get resolved, okay? So the climate plays a big role in this, and the people like Greta is making that awareness. Then you have on the flip side, you have the people who are the corporations that are invested in petrochemicals, mm. and they don't want to see this happen. No. Because they don't want to lose their position. Well, they don't control the supply chain. They don't control the supply chain. They don't control a whole hell of a lot, if you ask me, but whatever, that's another story. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. I think we could easily do a follow-up a year from now when we see the progress that you, you're going to be making. Well, I hope to do it in the next 18 months, not a year from now. Okay. Yeah, right. I'm going to make well, sure that there's a car in the road. And it's not about the car. The car is going to be super sexy hot for those guys who love that kind of thing. But it's really about taking that same technology and creating new jobs by creating a substrate that you can then make buses out of, airplanes, boat, like I said, all kinds of new products, and uh, lessen the carbon footprint that goes along with it. And we need it. And so. Greta is going to be right behind you. Yeah. So to the quickfire questions. Sure. Um, what principles do you stand by? I stand by the principle of being kind to others, be compassionate to others, see yourself in their space. Great ones. What hard choices have you had to make? Uh, that might have been tough at the time, but turned out to be the right decision in the end. Uh, refusing to go to Vietnam, supporting that illegal immoral war. They beat the shit out of me. They beat the crap out of me. But I stood my ground. They were not going to convert me to be another killing machine. Was that in San Francisco or was it in New that York? That was all over the country, yeah. Oh, so you were part of that? I was part of that, that yeah. Refusing to resist. Burning your draft card. I burned my draft card, that's right. Wow. Refusing to resist. Yeah, wow. that was me. Where do you go uh, to discover new ideas? Uh, <laughs> well, my music inspiration... You got, you got a ton of them. Yeah, my music inspiration, Claudia, she gives me... Uh, it's just one of those things. I can't explain. It's chemistry. Uh, and I do my thinking in the shower. Okay. <laughs> when I'm in the shower, it all comes to me. I don't know why, but the two of them work okay. together. Yeah, but not, not together. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> well, you never know. Uh, different story there. Yeah. Um, who's made you reevaluate yourself? Uh, my children, mm -hmm. my wonderful three kids. They're just amazing to me. And it, uh, it's probably the best thing I ever did was have three kids yeah. that I totally love. And, uh, and where are they now? Uh, they're around there in New York. Yeah. Yeah, they're here. Good. And my granddaughter. 
I have a granddaughter who's amazing. She's she's she's, she's, she's just incredible. She's going to keep you on your toes. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, she's wonderful. Who have you met that's most surprised you, in a positive way? Oh gosh, um, I'm not a starstruck person, but the one guy that really, I, I was speechless when I saw him was Nelson Mandela. And he, he, he understood that I was speechless. <laughs> <laughs> he walked up to me with the kindest, he felt like a kind uncle. who embraced me and says, it's okay, relax. Because I never thought I'd ever see the day when this man would walk out of jail. And then he became the president of South Africa. Yeah. I mean, like, it doesn't get better than that. He was like the coolest dude on the planet. He stood his ground. He was like Gandhi. In a mm, way, you know? Totally. And he, 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 he guilt-tripped them. He shamed them where they should be shamed. And he stood in a, in a as powerful a man as he was. He didn't have to raise a finger. Uh, and he changed the world in many, many ways. Uh, and to me, that was probably the most impressive person I've ever met. Mm -hmm. was where, where was that? Here in New York. Here, when, as right. soon as he was out of uh, prison, he came to New York for the big parade, yeah, from Robin. Uh -huh. I know that you're... And got this enduring curiosity. So maybe this answers the question, the, which is how do you keep up with technology? Well, I keep up with technology by employing the technology I need. Mm -hmm. I don't overbuy. Yeah. Okay, I'm not a technology geek. I don't, know, I don't need to know everything that's going on on a daily basis in, in the world of technology because I know that it changes every 18 months. Mm -hmm. So what I need, I go out and source it, and I find it, and it works for me. That's a tool. Yeah. The impossible question, uh, what would your advice be to someone that might be uh, in their 20s, 30s with a dream, a goal, grand ambition um, to reinvent the world, or maybe a Greta that's being told, forget it, you're never going to change it. What would your advice be to them? Um, follow your dream. Don't let people talk you out of it. Don't allow yourself to be exploited. Stand on principle and make sure that you're kind to others because what you do changes the world and you have to figure out what it is you want to do to change. Mm -hmm. Everyone has an impact, no matter how trivial it might seem to you, but stand your ground and, and, and don't let people take advantage or um, or thwart you from what you want to get done. Okay, thank you. What book would you like us to offer the listeners that make the best comments in the comment section? Ah, uh, gosh. I know there's so many. Yeah, there are so many. Uh, I can, well, do I have to have one? Yeah. <laughs> okay, one. The book I think that's would be very important for most people to read. It would be The Heart of Darkness by yeah, Joseph Conrad. Particularly now. Yeah, yeah particularly now. But it, it it's a heavy book. Uh, it's a small book. It's a short story. But it really is about the choices we make mm -hmm. consciously. Yeah. You know, be, be, be in the moment. Be, be conscious of your world, what's around you. Be conscious of yourself and your footprint that you leave behind. And consider the choices you make because no matter how trivial it might seem, it affects others. It might affect Two people around you may affect 200 people around you, but you don't realize that. So consider what you're doing. Hmm. Who should we interview next? I have two people in mind that I think are important in the context of a positive image, a positive worldview, and a uh, contributing to our society in a good way. One of them is my good friend Nuriel Rubini, hmm. who's uh, I consider him a rock star economist, who's uh, who's got a real sober attitude towards economy and how it could best serve the world. And um, and he's best known really for his work back in 
day before the financial crash. Yeah, he, he really analyzed it and saw what was coming. He could see the future. He's a futurist in a way. He's kind of like Alvin Toffler. And the rest of us were in future shock when it happened, yeah. but he predicted it. So, um, and the other person I could think of is um, my muse and inspiration, Claudia Burke. Because Claudia is one of those women, she's ageless. You look at her, she looks like she's 30. You can't even tell what age she is. She's really 61, but she looks amazing. And it's a positive attitude. It's her joie de vivre. It's her joyfulness and which she approaches uh, every day. And she's full of energy. And she's a positive role model for women who can do amazing things if they set their mind to it. If you look at her, you say, she doesn't look like your average 61-year-old who's given up, who's got 40 pounds more than they need. The attitudes are like cement that won't mm-hmm. change. Um, they approach life like uh, it's almost over. They settle into middle age drudgery. Mm-hmm. She's not that person. Sounds very inspiring. She is an amazing role model to, to, to look at. Okay. And, and well, we'll, we'll follow up with you yeah. to get a recommendation as to yeah. where and when to connect. With her. <laughs> um, we've recently added a couple of questions into these quick fire questions. One is if you could return to any point in history, uh, a day, a night, um, where, when, and who would it be to see? Jeez, that's an interesting one. For me, I would I would go back to um, I would go back. This may sound a little odd to most people. I would go back to that moment when World War One started. It's a very obscure moment in history, but it was a turning point in our in our in our culture in our, in our civilization. There was a guy named Gavrilo Princip, mm-hmm. Serbian, who had a, a grudge, or, uh, I would say a, a rightful grudge and a resentment of the way Serbians were being treated. There was no real Serbia, but the, the country that existed then. And he's the guy who fired the shot who started World War One. Yeah. One shot, he killed Ferdinand, yeah. Archduke Ferdinand, on his carriage. That guy unleashed, by doing that act in his frustration and his, and his resentment, unleashed what we have today. Exactly, you can trace everything back, yeah. The idea of world wars, where people go at each other with weapons that are just terrifying. And at the end of the day, what do you gain? Territory? And then you have to fight to keep that territory. It's not your territory. People were there before you, and you take it over because they're the spoils of war. And it just got used as an excuse. What he did has been used as an excuse and justification of entitlement to go wage further war on others on a world war level. And we have terrifying weapons as a result because you have to double up, upgrade the weapons you have to be more terrifying and more damaging. And what the hell? We're at a point where we have so much weaponry that if we actually use them, we'd destroy the whole planet. Mm-hmm. We could actually turn the, uh, the planet Earth off its axis yeah. if we were to use these things. They're terrifying. They're horrible. So to me, if I were to able to go back in time and tell us guy to put the gun down because what he's about to do will unleash kind of like the Peneplosian Wars. Mm-hmm. It goes on and on and on and just without end. And that's what we have today. We, you know, it gave birth to Al-Qaeda. It gave birth to all these crazy situations that we're living today. Like right now, we have ISIS guys running out of jails, yeah. out of prisons. These guys are going to return and go play it out again and kill more people. So Gavrilo Princip, to me, in his misguided behavior, unleashed the genie out of the bottle, mm-hmm. essentially. Uh, it led to the atomic bomb. I mean, th- that's, if you really consider the trajectory, connect the dots. Oh, no, no, it does all go back. 
and yeah, the, so if that, I could so change that, that moment, thing, if I was yeah. able to change and say, dude, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bad move, man. Put it away. Figure out another way to... Let, uh, let, let, let me just show you a glimpse of where this is going to go. Oh, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was horrible. So Gabriel okay. Princip to That's me, I don't think he's a bad guy. He was just a misguided guy. Okay. No. <laughs> um, so just to round up, um, we'd like to just acknowledge our guests um, for the work that they've done and their, their, their journeys and their stories. You've done so much that is inspiring. You're continuing to reinvent yourself. I think your curiosity should be a guiding, a guiding light to anyone that's uh, struggling with what to do with their life or where to go and to, should take a lesson from, from your life. But what I'd like to do is just use a, a quote I think William Blake said, and I think this sums you up, um, which is, I must create a system or be enslaved by another man's. I will not reason and compare. My business is to create. And I think you have had a life of creation that it hasn't stopped. And if anything, it's just more exciting where you're going than where you've come from. So yeah. let's say um, sort of Godspeed and let's uh, let's get get that hemp production line going oh yeah okay <laughs> i will also tell you one last thing that i i I, uh, I picked up from ken kesey yeah. who i loved uh he said go further yeah that's it go further we don't know what's on the other side of the hill but we need to f- go find out it's going to be fun on the trip go find out and we'll find out yeah. what's over there and or, or I, my friends at Landro will say go beyond go beyond <laughs> go yeah beyond. go beyond go further and i just love waking up in the morning because i get a new start every day so Excellent. Well, it's been an absolute joy. Really enjoyed the the experience of uh, seeing this and look forward to sharing these stories, probably over a two-parter by the time we break down this uh, hour and a half of good conversation. And thank yeah, you thank very much for well, your time. Thank you for having me and um, I enjoyed your company and you guys are awesome. Yeah, well, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Just go to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts or whatever podcast player you listen to subscribe and rate. And if you like the show, please give us a five-star rating as it helps more people discover us. If you want to learn more or have someone you'd like us to interview, just visit us at theimpossiblenetwork.com or DM us on Instagram at The Impossible Network. For now, be curious, be creative, and be open to serendipity. See you next time.